This is Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. Lincoln A to Z. We've chosen 52 squares at random from the Lincoln A to Z street map. E and E62. 15. And now we have to go to all 52 and make a program about each and every one. Lincoln A to Lincoln Z. Lincoln A to Z. Each week we'll be setting off on our trusty bikes to find a different grid. Lincoln A to Z. We could find ourselves in a leafy residential area, a bustling city street, or a completely empty field. We'll present our findings every week here on Siren FM as we uncover Lincoln one grid at a time. Lincoln A to Z. 52 grids, two men, one map, no clue. That's right, welcome to another edition of another... I see, I say that at the top of every programme as well. You know that jingly bit we play in the, the top of every programme, Johnny? Where oh, I say another. I always sound like I'm sighing when I say that. It should be another. Welcome to another edition of Lincoln A to Z. Just over halfway now, just over halfway through our journey around 52 randomly selected grids uh, from the A to Z map of Lincoln. Uh, I'm Paul Tyler. The brains of the operation on the other side of the desk is Johnny Horse. Say hi in a very upbeat manner, please, Johnny. Hello there. Wow. That's See, right, we can do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do this. Uh, so, uh, Johnny, which tell me, please, which grid are we going to be finding out about this week? My name is Andy Golding. I've lived in Lincoln for twenty-seven years. I think Lincoln is improving. Right now, nitty gritty time. Don't look inside the tent. Okay. So, uh, V5. Right, V5. Where are you sending this? I can see I think north, that's north something. Greetwell. Uh, that. I think is where a curry house is. Oh, this that's makes a good me, start. This makes me very happy. Thank you very much. Well done. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM V5. Uh, now, the concept of A to Z is that uh, Johnny and I will visit 52 grids randomly selected uh, by Joe Public. Uh, and they, they selected those probably not last year, year before now. So this is going to be a much longer project than we thought. Um, some of the trailers you may hear for this um, say that we were quite ambitious and we, we wanted to wrap this whole thing up in a year. We thought we'd go out and do this one of these a week and it would be easy. Um, turns out it isn't. Uh, we've extended the project a little bit and it's all going to end with an exhibition, uh, the collection, in December of this year. Um, they've, given us the, they've given us a room in the collection for five weeks uh, and also we're putting something uh, together there for the uh, the speaker wall the fantastic speaker wall that they've got there uh, ever since I, I, I saw that being built or even in, you know sort of the first time I went into the collection I thought I want something on that wall uh, so you'll be able to hear the sound of Lincoln because everywhere we go as well as Johnny and I waffling into a microphone telling us what we think of the place uh, we record some audio there um, so that's all very exciting all coming up there uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll be able to pop open uh, Oh, I'd know a bit of carver or something on the night, you know, because we'll be artists then, you know, you know, it's it's very exciting, uh, very exciting time for us. Um, Johnny, which grid are we in this week? It's V five, isn't it? What what's in V five? Uh, as you say, V five, and it's North Greetwell, so just outside of Lincoln, as you're heading out to Skeggy. Uh, so you've got a little bit of the Rugby Road there. You've got a little bit of Westfield Drive. Um, that's about it, really. That is about it. So, um, yeah, that exhibition at the end of the year, which we're so very excited about. <laughs> don't worry. The, there probably won't be so that much from this grid in it. No, um, no. Although, well, I think we did, we did get some sound effects. But there were some, some whispers, perhaps, <laughs> in the sound effects of that. You'll hear more about that. Uh, stay tuned uh, to our visit, which is coming up very soon. Now, if you know about this or any of our 52 grids, please, please let us know, uh, especially about this one. <laughs> um, email is lincolnatoz at sirenonline.co.uk. You can find us on the Facebook. Of course, we're on Twitter. 
Hashtag Lincoln A to Z. Uh, and so now, actually, is the Siren FM studio direct to us here, which is at Studio Siren FM. And uh, you can find out which grids we've looked at, where we're going, because like I said, we're just, we're just over our halfway point now. Uh, we didn't have a big party to celebrate. Um... Maybe that'll happen next week. I, I, I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> we did bring some biscuits in, which is no nothing unusual, really. Uh, now, to find out which grids we've looked at, you can find our website there, uh, which is here. LincolnAtoZ.co.uk And there's also our podcasts from each and every programme we've made up until now. Uh, but it's time now to visit the V5 grid. Viewers to that webcam on our live programme will acknowledge that Johnny and I spend all of our time in the studio eating and drinking. It's all we can do to stop and present the links, to be honest. However, we've decided that eating during a grid visit is not for the best. So... V5, um, seemingly not a lot on the grid, not a lot on the grid when you look at the map. Uh, in early production meetings, when we, uh, when we found out the grids we were given, um, I remember being quite thrilled of this, uh, of this grid because uh, it's got an Indian restaurant on it. Uh, and then as, as production meetings take place and uh, Johnny and I discuss what we're going to do, where we're going to go, how we're going to do things, it was, it was very early on decided that actually... A couple of chaps in their late 30s eating a very nice scrumptious Indian meal uh, does not make for great radio. Uh, you couldn't send it into the Sony Awards, I don't think, that kind of thing. And they're going to say, yeah, well, I'm pleased he had the Poppadoms followed by the Rogan Josh. So that's what leads us to be stuck uh, on a Thursday. Uh, Johnny's taken time off work. <laughs> he's used some of his an- <laughs> he's, he's used some of his annual leave uh, to be stood walking along with me on the busy A158, the road that leads you out to Skegness, the place where all the fun is, uh, in North Greetwell, uh, which is a very it's a peculiar peculiar place because it's it's almost like suburban bungalows, uh, Westfield Drive. That's the kind of area we're in. Uh, it's got a bit quieter now. You can hear we're just off the, the A158. Although, look at that. There's, a, there's a, a hanging basket in the shape of a rabbit over there. Which is it's nice. I like that. But a row of a row of identical bungalows, which I'm, I'm right in thinking, Johnny, wouldn't look out of place, certainly on Calder Road, Brant Road, that kind of place. Is that, that kind of feel to it, isn't it? Yeah, they look identical to those. And as you say, this is a, an odd sort of place because it is a village. I'm sure the people who live here would say it was a village. But it's so close to Lincoln... Um, that it, it doesn't really have any facilities of its own. I imagine anyone who lives here goes into Lincoln if they want anything. Well, there is that so petrol, there's the petrol station, well, which is, is uh, it's, got, it's got a Londis on it at the top there. Yeah, I, I suppose they can buy paper there, can't they? That, that does fulfil that criteria I always have, that there should be somewhere you can buy paper within slippers walking distance. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's a little windmill in front of that house. Oh, that's oh, nice, isn't it? It's yeah. that kind of thing. There's a lot of gnomes and, you know, what well, some might regard as slightly twee garden ornaments around here. Well, that's your opinion. I, I quite like it. Always, no, no, anything like that always cheers me up. Like that little windmill there. Yeah, love it. Yeah, why not? Why wouldn't you? There's no, you know, it's nice. You know, we've always said about these villages not being entirely welcome. Somebody has got a sign on their uh, gate there uh, saying "Danger of death, keep out." <laughs> so, <laughs> yet again, we get the, the warm welcome from the villages of, of Lincolnshire. Uh, now this feels. A reasonably unwelcoming. There's quite a few. I tell you what, there are Johnny. There's quite a few trailers around you. I've noticed already three trailers parked in there. Caravans, obviously, so that is that kind of place you expect a caravan. 
uh, three trailers. What are these people loading up? <laughs> it makes you wonder, doesn't it? I well, Probably the, the bodies of, you know, people who have trespassed and better dispose of those bodies somehow, I don't know. Yeah. I almost apologise for using the phrase these people. Don't you? <laughs> I don't like it. Eerie. Would you say eerie, John? Eerie comes to mind, doesn't it? Yeah, a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it's very, very... Okay, I know it's a, it's a weekday. It's a weekday morning. And, you know, people have got jobs to go to. But, yeah, it's, it's, it is slightly here. But I, I find all suburbia a bit like this, to be honest. I, well, you know, I, li- I live in suburbia. However, yeah. someone just opened one of those doors there and they just sneak in a peek out. I'm going to look out the side. This is... Um, hey, I want to get out of here quite quickly. Uh, we'll get on our bikes and we'll pedal out of here soon, Johnny. <laughs> and, and to add to our, our dismay here, Johnny, <laughs> on, on your day off, Johnny, uh, while spending time by the A158, the road to, the busy road to Skegness, uh, and in an eerie uh, suburbs, you uh, you have an added problem with your your bicycle, don't you? I mean, this is a, this is a film script waiting to be written. This is Hollywood. Spielberg's going to snap this up very soon. Uh, you have added trauma, don't you? Yeah, flat flat tire. I've been finding <laughs> it really hard to pedal, and I. I couldn't work out whether, you know, that's down to the, the several pints of beer I had last night or whether I'm just, you know, hideously unfit. But, no, it seems actually, it's, it's probably those as well. It's probably those things as well. But also, uh, Paul noticed while cycling behind me, because of course I'm always ahead, um, that I had a flatty. Uh, so we, yeah, we, we made our way to the, the petrol station and have, have had a go pumping it up with the, the car tyre pressure air, which I guess you're not really supposed to use on, on bike tyres. Um, but yeah, so we'll see how we get on now. But it, as you say, it's like a film script, isn't it? You know, you get a flat tyre, have to stop off in a, an eerie village uh, with people staring at us and the threat, <laughs> the threat of death hanging over us. <laughs> We're just coming out of the grid now. Um, this grid doesn't even give us the whole of the the u-shape uh, of north greetwell here at lincoln a to z we try to to look up not down well i do anyway most of the time johnny doesn't but <laughs> i'm struggling here i'm <laughs> really really struggling uh, this seems to be um the center of the village by the looks of it there's been an attempt made to create a kind of place because i think that's the thing with greetwell when you look at it a lot of villages older villages you know medieval villages and old cottagey type villages always have a center they have a village green or something and this hasn't really this seems to be kind of a modern village you know there aren't that many old buildings here at all most of the buildings look like the 70s 60s or 70s so it's, it's kind of like it's a modern village um, and as a result it doesn't really have a center but they've made an attempt here they've put a bench here and a bin and a, a village notice board I think there's been a, an attempt to try and create some kind of place um, how successful it's been I don't know my uh, my delight. As, as we cycled up here, we passed uh, Bates Sound. Everyone will be familiar with that place. It's the place uh, just past a roundabout. You're on your way either to Skeg or on your way back from Skeggy. And uh, you see Bates Sound. Now, I would hope that most people have a similar impression of Bates Sound, where they used to turn up on your school sports day and announce the yeah. winners the winners of races. Uh, that was some fella in a caravan, usually with a very monotone voice. And he would say that Ermine have won the hurdles. Um which actually he wouldn't do because I used to do the hurdles and he would never say we had, he would never say I'd won. Uh, usually for, uh, fourth place goes to Ermine uh, for the 110 metre hurdles. Um, and 
quite joyously we can bring that in. It's not in the grid. It's not in the grid. And I was going to talk about it anyway because you can just about see it from the grid if I stood on your shoulders, Johnny. Um, but actually, there's a there's a, an advert inside this little notice board here uh, for a part-time driver and handyman. Uh, now, I have a bit of time off in the week. Uh, I'm wondering if I could uh, could go for that. It would suit an active retired person, uh, <laughs> which I see myself as. You know, I only work weekends, so I see I see myself as semi-retired. Uh, and uh, it's Bates Sound. It's Bates Sound who are looking for someone. So I could do that. You know, I could turn. I could try and wedge my way in as uh, start off as the the handyman hmm. and say, well, you know, I've got a bit of broadcasting experience <laughs> now. Uh, you could put me on the sports day, yeah. uh, and I could say that uh, well, Ermine have won the hurdles. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, look at that. I've seen a little trike. There's nothing I want more than to have a go on that little trike. Other than the fact that that woman was just peering out a window at me, looking at the little trike, talking into a microphone. Oh, crikey. You see, her husband's going to get home from work later and say, Any, how was your day? Well, there was a man staring at the little trike, <laughs> talking into a microphone about it. And he won't believe her. I think she's been on the gym. So we're back now at the, uh, at the top end of our grid. As we walk down now to uh, to collect our bikes and uh, try and pump Johnny's tire up uh, on the uh, on the machine at the garage, uh, one site, one redeeming site, which we we never got in a grid. And do you, you know what, Johnny? We've always we've always joked about uh, the cathedral not being in uh, in one of our grids. Um, and and we, we always quite like that because we've, we've said before that the cathedral has been done. You know. People talk about the cathedral all the time. You know, what, what could we add to it, etc., etc. We've always thought that. Uh, right now, <laughs> as I stare down the A158, um, at this point, you know, you know you've had a long day out at Skeggy. Uh, you've had the sea air. You're a bit tired. Uh, you're a bit full from the fish and chips. Uh, and the kids have just, <laughs> they've just nodded off uh, in, the, in the back just before you get home. Uh, and this is the point where you see the cathedral and you think, oh... Nearly there. We'll soon be able to put our feet up. Uh, so with the uh, the benefit of hindsight, Johnny, maybe, just maybe, we should have gone for that curry. It'd have been nice, actually, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be, yeah, uh, yeah. It'd be nice for us, isn't it? Exactly how nice it'd be for the listener to hear you and I chomping away. Um, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe we should do that and, and weigh it up and uh, put it to an audience vote. Hmm. Uh, audience of... Uh, <laughs> of restaurant critics of which uh, most people seem to be on social media these days um, but no, you see the self-depreciation side of me and we do, we do a fair amount of that don't we you know we, we, we're pretty realistic here aren't we and this, that self-depreciating side of me says well there you go there's 10 minutes of filling you know um, but actually I really think we made the best of a bad job there don't you give us a pat on the back here let's, yeah, look, let's yeah. look up not down Johnny come on there was very little there wasn't there and yeah I think we, we made the best of a bad job and I, I blame the people of North Greekwell really for not trying harder <laughs> that's true although they are trying aren't they? they're putting ornaments and things like that in their front gardens which oh, I love oh, well. and you just you're such it's a snob just, you are such a snob it's just a bit tacky isn't it you know it's, it's like you've got a beautiful <laughs> natural it's thing it's fun beautiful flowers and stuff and people feel the need to Stick trinkets and tattoos. It's the very same mentality that led to the vajazzle. <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. Anyway, John, oh, I'm going to have to pull you up here. I'm going to give you a red card very soon or a yellow card <laughs> at least. Some kind of card. It's, not, it's certainly not going to be a birthday card now, is it? 
Um, no, but I just, you see, for people, that's the kind of gardening I like, where you can just pop something out, out the front of your house and leave it, and it's done. Flowers, you need to water and tend to and dig them up and, and plant them at the right time and all that kind of thing. It takes work, care, and attention. Yeah. And I think, I think, you know, I'm not up for that. <laughs> no, well, I suppose like where I live, there are a lot of students around. So if I was to put a gnome outside my house, oh, it wouldn't last five oh, minutes. So, yeah, maybe I'm just jealous of the people in North Creek well can, exactly. can do that. Yeah, you'd be disappointed if it did, really, wouldn't you? <laughs> I would. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be let down by the current generation. Yeah, I know, it'd have its own Facebook group and everything before yeah. you knew it. Um, yeah, the, the, the phrase in there as well that I've used before, and I think actually both you and I have used before, and uh, we need to be... Uh, well, rap, reprimanded, wrapped on the hands for this mm. one. These people, yeah, you know that yeah. phrase. The oh, what are these people? It's it's derogatory, and it's just the turn of phrase. And every time we use it, we perhaps mean it at the time, but we perhaps shouldn't broadcast it. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we should we shouldn't do that. The people of North Creek Well are human too, mm. and yeah, we shouldn't refer to them in that way. No, no, no. So. Um, not like, not like the people in North Highcombe, eh? No, well, no. There's got to be an exception <laughs> that proves the rule, hasn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But I, I, do you know what I'm interested in, Johnny, is is what you said uh, when you returned to work, you know? Because you usually have that thing, if anyone has a day off, you know, oh, what did you do? What did you do? Where did you go? This kind of thing. So, uh, you know, let's, let's say we're at the water cooler now. Mm. And, oh, oh, hi, Johnny. Yeah, it's good to see you back. Um, and uh, so, oh, you had a day off yesterday, didn't you? What did you, uh, what did you do? What did you happen to do with your day off? <laughs> Uh, did you go? Did you go? How did you do something fun? What happened? I, th- I think I just kind of glossed over it. I said something vague about a bike ride, and yeah, <laughs> just kind of. <laughs> I didn't admit to doing that. Really? I don't, I don't Are you ashamed to... of us, Johnny? I'm not ashamed. I just think you know pe- people <laughs> wouldn't understand. I know. I know. <laughs> it is, it's a very hard concept to explain, isn't it? I, I do a lot of the time. People say, "What are you doing the weekend?" And you know, maybe on one of our grid visits or something, and you do kind of steer around it. Oh, you know, I've got a bit of something on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something's happening. A doings is happening, <laughs> uh, but also in there, just towards the end, we, uh, we we picked out, and I was I was quite chuffed to see the old Bates sound out there, which is uh, it's a bit of a landmark for me. You know, you know yeah. you're getting home then, and it, it does remind me of those school days. You know, of uh, well, certain defeat, but yeah, I, I still laugh about. I can laugh about it now. Hmm. Um, but houses, that's what I quite like to see. Houses, uh, Ermine was my house at uh, junior school, and uh, Tennyson uh, at the city school that was that big uh, the big concrete thing. Uh, that was, which is now some kind of soulless academy. Mm. And um, which houses were you in, John? Um, I, I, I don't really know because I what? Well, I, I came to city school late. If you remember, I was at oh, South yeah, Park. Yeah, yeah. I was at South Park, which was closed down by the evil county council, <laughs> and, and we all got dispersed. And I found myself at, at city school. And at South Park, we didn't have the house system. Really? Came to city school, which, frankly, I, I don't think it's controversial to say was a rougher school than South Park. And I you've got this, you've got this house system, like you're, you're Eton or Harrow or something. <laughs> it's the pretensions. Uh, yeah, yeah. You do. I didn't think so at the time. I thought South Park was a, was a rougher school. Really? Yeah, at the time oh, I did, but no, I did, no. but no, no, no. Obviously, with the benefit of hindsight now, yeah. I do, uh, I do appreciate it <laughs> yeah. uh, where it was. And uh, yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but you, it's, it's just houses. That's what I think. I might have been Francis Hill. That sound was was the one called Francis Hill. No. Oh, well, I wasn't Francis Hill then. No, no, um, there was. Uh, what were they? Well, there was, oh, now you're asking. <laughs> Tennyson. I was in. I was only. Yeah. Con- I was only concerned with what I was in. <laughs> uh, Tennyson, Newport. Um, oh, um, uh, other Lincoln connections. Yeah, I can't remember. We'll come back to that. I'm sure. I'm sure someone will uh, put it on our website. <laughs> if you're listening to this and you're looking at it, just scroll down, uh, pop it on the website as to the other houses that were at the city school uh, during the uh, late 80s and the early 90s, please. It's, it is uh, more critical uh, than you could possibly know. Lincoln A to Z. 
Now, whenever we struggle to find some content on a grid, there is one person we can rely on to get us out of a hole. Here to give us the history of our V5 grid now is Joe Hughes from the Lincolnshire Archives. If someone was to ask you about the Fossway, you'd probably tell them it was the major Roman road that starts at Lincoln and cuts southwest across the Midlands down to Devon. It's the only major Roman road not to lead to London. Instead, it connected the legionary centres of Exeter and Lincoln. It's often regarded to have formed a sort of early border between the civilised or Romanised south and the untamed barbaric north. And I, for one, quite like the idea of Lincoln straddling that line between the civilised and the unconquered. Anyway, whilst you'd be right about it running between Lincoln and Exeter, or Exeter and Lincoln, depending on where you're from, it's worth considering that whilst Lindum Colonia must have been a wonderful destination for any hard-working Roman soldier, with its markets, bathhouses, temples and other places of, let's say, recreation, the Fossway perhaps didn't actually end in our city. Instead, it's highly probable that it continued its journey eastwards towards the Lincolnshire coast. This would have been an important road into Lincolnshire's countryside, as the Romans recognised the agricultural and industrial potential of the Wolds and the marshes beyond. Several Roman roads crisscross East Lindsay, and many of the towns we know today were important Roman centres, such as Caister, Ulcerby and Horncastle, or Banavallon to give it its Roman name. The road would have terminated at one of several vanished ports, or perhaps a fortress town of Borough Marsh, on a Lincolnshire coastline which will be unrecognisable to us today. The road also struck eastwards, in pursuit of a commodity that any Roman citizen worth his salt would have valued, namely, uh, salt. Evidence of Sultans, massive areas of coast set aside to produce salt by evaporating seawater, have been found at Saltfleet, Theddlethorpe and Marsh Chapel, and were a feature of the coastline since prehistoric times. Salt production was a staple industry before the Romans came, but the Roman occupation required a road network to allow this precious condiment to travel around the province of Britannia to sustain its citizens. No prizes for guessing how Saltfleet be and Saltfleet got the names. It's hard to imagine today how important salt was to early civilizations. To us, I suppose, it's just a condiment we're told to cut down on, or something we grit the roads with in winter. But to people desperate to preserve valuable food, especially when you've got soldiers on the move to feed, the preservative properties of salt would have made it a precious commodity. The word salary comes from the Roman word salarium, which was an allowance paid to the Roman soldiers for the purchase of salt. The A158 that cuts through this grid square is one such road in this network. You can see the straight Roman line of the extension of Fossway, which has formed a formal boundary for hundreds of years between the parishes of North Greetwell and Nettlem. Artefacts have been found in this area, such as Roman coins and pottery shards, and nearer the city in 1883, archaeologists found the impressive remains of Greetwell Roman Villa, with its courtyards, mosaic floors and plaster wall paintings. The road itself has remained an important route throughout the centuries, helping Lincoln to develop as an important market centre by directly connecting it with the outlying villages. Medieval field systems and other earthworks are being found in this grid square. In 1739, this long-used road was upgraded into a turnpike, the early precursor to a toll road, where wheel transport or animals had to be charged to pass through. The tolls would go towards the upkeep and maintenance of the road. Ironically, one of the main features of this road refurbishment was to utilise the old Roman engineering technique of elevating or embanking the road to keep it relatively dry and passable. After the Romans left many of the county's main roads would have regressed back to muddy quagmires with hazardous potholes to overturn the unwary cart, something perhaps not entirely alien to us today. These comparatively smart Georgian roads would have been maintained by the turnpike trusts or the parish and often became known locally as rampers, as another portion of the Fossway where it passes through North Highcombe, which was known until recent times as the ramper. 
This name, which derives from an old French word meaning to rise up, was given to the elevated camber which promoted the all-important surface drainage. And to this day, you can just see to the southwest of our grid square, there still stands a property known as Ramper Farm. Uh, so there we go. Um, now, I'm going to say that, Joe, I, as always, brilliant facts there. Where you get the uh, the, the term salary from, the Roman, uh, the Roman, from the Roman word talking about the uh, uh, being paid in salt, etc. Like, brilliant facts, brilliant information. But a lot of it was outside the grid, wasn't it? But it was that road through the grid which leads to, of course... Sunny Skegness. Uh, and our thanks, as always, uh, to Joe for taking the time and uh, doing the hard work so we don't have to. Uh, she goes, believe it or not, past the first page of a Google search engine uh, to get some of those, uh, some of that information. Lincoln A to Z. A question of Lincoln. So the, uh, the bells there of of Lincoln Cathedral, telling one and all, and anyone who, who cares, that it's now time on Siren 107.3 FM for a question of Lincoln. Uh, straight into it, Johnny, uh, are you going to go first this week? Yeah, I'll go first, shall I? Uh, nice, easy one for you. Good, good. Lincoln generally experiences fairly mild weather, what's known as a maritime climate. With cool summers and mild winters. Yeah, you've been uh, looking uh, on I the internet, He's been you? on Google, yeah. <laughs> But the winter of 1956 was a particularly harsh one. Mm. What was the lowest temperature recorded at Lincoln's weather station in Waddington during the long, cold winter of 1956? Okay. Was it A, minus mm-hmm. 12.8 degrees C? That'd be ridiculous. B, minus 15.6 degrees C? <laughs> yeah. Or C, minus 18.2 degrees C? Your 10 seconds starts now. Okay, right, there needs to be some kind of logic applied here. Uh, that was uh, 20, uh, 20 years before I was born. The nearest one to 20 is 18. Uh, 8 minus 18. I'm afraid <coughs> it's wrong. It was minus 15.6. Not, not, it wasn't that cold. Yeah. Yeah, we don't know what they're moaning about. No. Yeah. A lot of fuss about nothing. Yeah, yeah, shape up, kids. No. Uh, you try to tell the youth of today that as well. They won't believe you. <laughs> okay, my question to you, Johnny Lee Hall. Okay. Staff at uh, the City of Lincoln Council uh, are running for two prizes at the annual British Parking Awards <laughs> right. 2014. Is such I, a thing? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I know. Members of the council, uh, parking services team, have been shortlisted uh, for Parking Team of the Year Award, while City Services team leader uh, Rod Williamson, good luck Rod, uh, is also finalist for Parking Person of the Year. Uh, the award recognises factors including uh, commitment to staff development, consistent application of good practice, and more management speak like that. Now, my question to you, Johnny, is which comedian will be hosting the awards on Friday, the 7th of March, at London's glamorous and prestigious Lancaster Hotel, which I've never heard of and may well be a travel lodge? Okay, is it A, Shappy Corsandy, B, Paddy McGuinness, or C, Richard Hammond? Oh, blimey. Um, well, you know, Richard Hammond was seeing the obvious one. He's a car-y sort of person, so he might be into parking. Uh, but Paddy McGuinness all, all goes to the opening of an envelope, so I'm going to go for Paddy McGuinness. You're incorrect. I'm incorrect, really? Mm-hmm. Is it uh, <coughs> Hammond? Then? Nope. Shaffy Corsandy? Shaffy Corsandy. Really? I, don't, I don't associate her with parking. I know, I know. Well, these corporate gigs for the comedians can be, uh, can be very lucrative. 
line, I um, Well, fair uh, play to her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Morgan, Morgan Morgan used to pay. Uh, yeah, 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 well, quite. And I think, uh, I don't know, if you're anything like me, you'd forgive uh, Shappy Corsandy for most things, uh, including hosting the uh, the National Parking Awards. But, hey, good luck to the team now. You know, I mean, I'm sure um, there's some hardworking individuals there uh, that deserve some recognition. LincolnAtoZ.co.uk Now, uh, I've been messing around with social media again in the week, Johnny. And um, I, I thought what we'd like to do is, as corny as this sounds, uh, we, we never worry about steering too far away from that because we, we brought something beautiful to somewhere ugly, didn't we, with Pelham Bridge, you know, where we, we put Michael Reeve on under there, uh, video still on the website. Have a look at that. Um, here, we're going to bring some character to where there is none. Uh, so our V5 uh, grid, where we are uh, this week, might be said, other than the uh, lovely little garden ornaments outside, which I love, Johnny, uh, not so much doesn't have so much character, so we're going to bring character. So what I, I asked on uh, on our regular uh, helping out, or, or our regular uh, Facebook sites that we like to post on, it's about Lincoln, and you're probably from Lincoln If. Uh, both very good, lots of content on there, some great pictures uh, coming through, as always, on both those sites. Now, I said to there, uh, it'd be great to hear about some Lincoln characters over the years. What have you got over there, Johnny? Uh, well, one a lot of people said is Walter Slight who is a, he says he's a 90-year-old magician, whether he's still 90-year-old, I don't know. Um, but he's, he's the guy who you might have seen around various Lincoln pubs, in particular the Tap and Spile, uh, the Falcon, back when it was a, a decent pub. Yeah. Um, going around doing magic tricks at tables, um, and just, just for the fun of it, really, and he collected a little bit of money. I think all the money he collected, he, he gave to charity. Um, and he, I think he really was a, a character. There's a brilliant film. Uh, available online um, that somebody made all about him and about um, you know why he does it and demonstrating some of his tricks and it's, it's well worth looking out for that is. Yeah there is now I've, I had this idea earlier but I thought I'd spring it to you on air mm. because it probably means more work for you than me Okay uh, Is it possible can we, can we link to that on, on our website can we actually post it on our website is that, I'd imagine can, uh, Because yeah. I have yeah. seen that film and it is really it's a really well made film It is excellent uh, yeah. And yeah 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 absolutely superb so uh, I think that would definitely bring some character uh, to our grid. Now, I, I remember uh, Walter uh, with the, the, the sleight of hand uh, show coming around. And it's one of these things, you know, if you're out for a, a drink or two, and you know, oh, Johnny, you know how I feel about people in mm, general. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, everything I choose to do, including being here now, um, and I'm a bit uncomfortable as another person in the room, that being mm. you, um, I, you know, I generally don't like people. I don't like going out to restaurants and, and, and having to, 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 you know, to be served by people I really don't like. I'm very uncomfortable with it. Um, so when someone approaches your table saying, you know, can I do your trick or this kind of the other, it's the same as those, you know, the, the women that used to go around probably in the late 90s, early 2000s uh, with a flower, you know, selling the flowers and things. I, I just get all uncomfortable, a bit uptight and a bit awkward about the whole thing. Um, so at first I would probably say, oh, no, no, no. Uh, but I was out with my mate Stu and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, come over here, what, showing this, showing this. And he was just, just incredible. Any, anything of that sleight of hand stuff that, you know, you see right in front of your eyes. It was just incredible. Uh, and, uh, you know, we, we may have chucked a, a few quid in his tin as well. Um, so, yeah, yeah, definitely we'll, we'll put that, uh, uh, if at the very least, a link uh, to that YouTube video, which is uh, very, very good. What else have we got down here? Um, now, Briggy, we're going to come to uh, a, a little bit later on. Uh, now, Chessie has said she got in touch, and um, I, you know what? I think it's fine to say this, but she said, I'm going to say Jesus Lady, and she's put that in. Um, what, are they, what are they called? Speech marks. Uh, speech marks, yeah. Of course they're yeah. called speech marks, yeah. Um, so she's pretty easily she stood in Lincoln City Square for ages, uh, which is, I think, what, these days it's called Speaker's Corner, where you, you 
you can always stand anywhere you like and, and shout and, and talk and speak your mind. You know, the, the freedom of speech that we, I suppose, we imagine we have. Um, but she says there was always a rather tough audience to preach to. And she came and stood there. But then also there was uh, a lot of people used to line up, didn't they, uh, down, out there on, on a Saturday, usually outside Barclays Bank. And I don't know if, I think there's any significance to that. But there is now that sign there, Speaker's Corner. And uh, oh, it's not in one of our grids, but I wonder sometimes if we'd make a, uh, a video at Speaker's Corner, if we had that opportunity to, 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 to get up there, which we have, would we do it? I'd, I would feel very, very subconscious standing on Speaker's Corner and, and shouting, I mean, what would we talk about? Well, exactly. I mean, you know, I've, I've nothing to say that I wouldn't rant about on Facebook on a Saturday night while watching Ant and Deck or something. You know, it's yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That, that is, I suppose that is everyone's speaker's corner now, isn't it? And well, exactly. Yeah. Uh, almost, you, you might almost say that far too many people have far too much to say on things that they've not really thought about. Lincoln A to Z on Siren FM. Find us on Twitter at Lincoln A to Z. Uh, now, uh, before the news, earlier on, we were talking about uh, characters. What we're trying to do is bring a bit of character to our V5 uh, grid square. And uh, we asked via some social media, via Facebook, uh, on the sites of uh, It's About Lincoln and You're Probably From Lincoln Off, both uh, highly recommended uh, to get onto. And uh, we asked there uh, about local characters. Uh, there have been over the years. Uh, Johnny, what you got? Okay, we've got uh, John Ratty Fulton, who uh, I've seen a picture of this guy. A lot of people won't know him. There will be some people around who can probably just about remember him. He died back in 1948 at the age of 84, which was quite an age back then, I imagine. Um, Apparently, his main occupation, he was a a wallpaper hanger. But every year, Lincoln Corporation held a rat week when tuppence, which apparently is 0.83 pence, would be paid for every rat caught. Now, he's believed to have been uh, Lincoln's most successful rat catcher, and he worked as a rat catcher for 60 years. And there's um, a brilliant picture, which I've, I've seen, of, of Ratty Fulton surrounded by his rats. <laughs> um, I think it was probably taken somewhere on the Brayford, and he's just a huge, huge stack of rats behind him and him in front looking very proud of himself. And, you know, well, he might. Yeah, yeah. Well, it definitely has character, doesn't it? Yeah, and of course, back in them days, you know, rat catching was important. There was serious, you know, health issues around it. So it, was, it, was a, it was very important. In the, the, the previous service. in the previous house I rented, it was very important. Really? I can oh, tell. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, don't get me, don't get me started. Okay, right. Okay, now uh, several people, uh, mainly coming from, I think you're probably from Lincoln. If uh, we're mentioning uh, Moggy, who. Uh, I used to sell the Echo on the corner of Halford High Street. Now you see, you, you mentioned Halford High Street now. No one's going to know where it, where, where it was, is it? Like late 80s, early 90s. Halford yeah, yeah. uh, was where the Nationwide Bank is now, just past the train crossings, uh, which everyone moans about. Uh, but he was, uh, uh, Brenda here says that he was uh, disabled, always managed to ride his bike. Uh, and uh, apparently he used to shout, Coggy, Coggy. And uh, several people uh, following the thread down then used to say, oh yeah, my dad uh, referred to the Echo as, as, as Coggage. And, uh, you know, people were thinking, well, maybe that was, was named after this guy, but it wasn't. <laughs> you look further down. Uh, someone says here that uh, it's an old term of applied to when a newspaper was cut up in squares, strung up, and uh, hung up on a rusty nail outside the loo, which is a pre-loo roll invention. There you go, coggage. Um, You could go many places about the Lincolnshire Echo and loo roll, but we're never... We're going to rise above that. Yeah, 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 we're never going to touch that. Yeah, yeah. Jackie says, uh, there used to be an elderly lady living on Wind Street who used to hide behind her gate and whack people with her walking stick as they walked past. I know the police uh, were there often called by people she clunked. I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, it, there was always an old lady on the street, an old mm-hmm. lady or an old man on the street who everyone was scared of. I mean, this woman sounds like you're probably right to be scared of her. But it, it, I, I wonder how, how that comes about sometimes. You know, there's an old lady who perhaps once just shouted at somebody for, you know, kicking a ball against their windows. 
And she becomes known as the scary lady from that point. Yeah, it? yeah, and it ends up uh, in, in a lot. We we had something uh, in the area where we we were, and uh, there was a chap who was uh, apparently notorious for for um, chasing people down the street who came with uh, a penny a penny for the guy. Right. right. Uh, some some older kids uh, persuaded uh, me and my friend Scott uh, to take our little guy to this house, uh, and yeah, yeah, we we ran. Very, very quickly. <laughs> okay, and uh, last one on this uh, for now, uh, but please keep them coming uh, through to the website if you've got them. Uh, Leslie Briggy Briggs. Uh, now, we've got most of this information. A lot of people mentioned uh, Briggy on, uh, on, the, on the Facebook page, but we took this from the It's About Lincoln website. Now, uh, Leslie Briggs was born in the summer of 1915, one of six brothers, uh, and Eric was his twin. Um, now, for many years, he worked at the uh, Lincoln Council as a road sweeper, uh, keeping the streets of Lincoln clean. Uh, now, whatever the weather, he'd always wear a big, heavy coat out, usually unbuttoned and flappy. Now, you see, at this point, I didn't think I, I, I knew or, or recognised this. Um, but Briggy was a, a big man, deep voice, um, and he would seem intimidating, uh, but very friendly, uh, and he spoke to everyone. He, of course, that can be misconstrued, can't it? You know, I mean, certainly. Um, but when he retired, he supplemented his pension by playing harmonica. Now, this is this is where I, I knew him, knew him from. I, I knew I, I knew I'd seen him somewhere along. Now, unfortunately, his playing abilities didn't match his enthusiasm uh, and it's not thought that it was it was very lucrative for him which is a very uh, diplomatic way of putting it well done Phil on it's about Lincoln there uh, and uh, and that's uh, Briggy who was uh, 1915 to 1997 now now Johnny that harmonica and, and the enthusiasm now you know I'm I'm very enthusiastic about about the harmonica take mine everywhere with me everywhere I go now we've been on the radio here before very, at the very very end I think I got my harmonica, I started to play it. You know, maybe we'll fill in for time. I don't know. I can't remember the circumstances around it. Uh, but, you know, just looking at the clock now, we've got uh, well, about 20 minutes towards the end of the programme. So, um, here we go. So, um, I'm going to give uh, give you a bit of a, a, a tune now because that enthusiasm for a harmonica shouldn't be underrated. No, no, we're not having that. Let's have some proper music. This is the concrete. And that is what I think the audience will enjoy, Johnny. I, I, I don't, you know, I don't see what the problem was. Or I don't know why you cut me off before. <sighs> now it's time to hear what Treff has to say about our V5 grid. V5, North Greetwell. One horse town and no pub. Part of the ancient Loris Wapentake. Apparently, Loris is Old English for lark. The village of North Greetwell lies on the Roman highway the A158 Ragby Road heading in a northeasterly direction towards the Lincolnshire Wolds. The village comprises perhaps a hundred residential dwellings, an Indian restaurant and a roadside filling station. Note it is my firm belief that a village is not a village without a pub. It may well have an Indian restaurant, which is a big plus, and which is certainly a step up from the little chef that was its predecessor but a pub it is not. The petrol station, which is useful and probably okay to nip out to for a bottle of wine or a six-pack of lager, is also not a substitute. I will say no more on this subject other than it can't be that much of a lark living there. In 1801, North Greetwell had a population of 31 people. This was quite convenient because the parish church could only accommodate 35. The population grew steadily, 
and by 1891 reached 93 persons. Ten years later, this had dropped to 51, which must surely have represented some calamitous happening in the village. By 1911, this had risen to 75, but by 1921 had only grown another four souls to 79. The Great War had taken its toll. The 1920s saw a rapid expansion, and by 1931 the population was up to 253, which, from the local parish priest's perspective, would have been a nice problem to have. We do not know how he dealt with this problem, and an examination, hitherto unperformed, of the church records might well shed some light on the issue. That degree of research does not, however, lie within the remit of this work, and the church itself lies in V9, a couple of clicks south of V5, which seals it for me. Marriage records for the Loris Deanery do go back to the year 1700, and the Anglican parish register dates from 1723, so we could probably find out what was going on. Perhaps they had a marquee in the garden to accommodate the extra people, or maybe market forces and the availability of better transport meant that some went elsewhere for their spiritual guidance. It's amazing the lengths people will go to for a better quality biscuit to dunk in their post-sermon cup of tea or coffee. I'm only speculating here. I don't know for sure. For all I know, all the local parish priests had a pact to buy the same sort of biscuit so that this sort of thing didn't happen. It only takes the lure of more ten-bob notes in the collection plate to make a difference, though. In 2005, an archaeological dig was undertaken in the area, ahead of some new houses being built. Disappointingly, absolutely nothing of interest was discovered beyond some medieval furrows. We could probably have guessed that. At the time of writing, there are eight properties for sale in North Greetwell. Prices range from 110000 up to 250000 That seems to be a fair percentage of the housing stock on the market, if you ask me, and possibly down to the fact that there is no pub, or maybe because it's on a busy main road. Who knows? A quick online scout for what's on in North Greetwell reveals nothing. So that means they are either all watching the TV on the internet, or out at the garage or the Indian restaurant. That's pretty much it for North Greetwell. We'll finish with a consideration that the title of this piece is One Horse Town and No Pub. I have no idea of the origin of the saying, One Horse Town, and although it seems to me it should apply to North Greetwell, I'm okay if someone comes back and tells me that they have a couple of horses stabled at the back of their house. I can believe it. Some of the gardens are quite big, and equestrianism is a good hobby that provides one with exercise and a bit of healthy fresh air, as long as you stay away from the main road. That's all, folks. Oh, and P.S. I know I said I wouldn't say any more about the no-pub bit, but I did. Sorry. Well, hey, that's all right, Treff. No problem in this department whatsoever. Uh, that was Treff Davis, and you can uh, find out more from Treff uh, if you visit his website, philosopherontap.com. Uh, Lincoln A to Z. So that's it. We're wrapping up the programme now. Uh, that's our V5 grid. Thanks to uh, Joe and Treff for contributing, as always. And uh, the only thing left to do now, now we've finished that, now we've discarded that, uh, is to look forward as to where we're going to next week. Now, Johnny, you're about to tell me that uh, we've, we've left a grid that's reasonably 
shallow in, uh, in in material. Next week we're going to go somewhere that's absolutely full and vibrant and full of things to do. I wish I was. Oh. Um, next week is A20, which we've called on our website, Wisby Nature Park. Okay, but, but, but then there, there but, is a comment oh, yeah. by the bottom my, of it. By my dad. My dad, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he wrote on there, as, he knows I'm doing this, and he wrote on there as if, you know, you know like, <laughs> it was me. He should have said, hey, up, Paul, sort yourself out. But, you know, he didn't write that, did he? Yeah, we call it Wisby Nature Park because it's got the words Wisby Nature Park in it on our map. Um, but as we discovered when we got there, not not entirely the case. No, because uh, well, Wisby Nature Park would give us uh, material. It would, yeah. wouldn't it? Uh, so find out what is in that grid uh, next week. <laughs>